Okay, so we're here on this very rainy Vancouver November evening recording episode 19 of the Last Train podcast. Um, we like to have conversations here that are sincere, honest, and candid. Uh, kind of the conversations you would have at the end of the day on the last train home. Uh, if you listened to us last week, we had a conversation about comparing ourselves. Um, I think we ended at a good place that it's something you can't avoid. But uh, sometimes you just got to accept it. Accept that uh, you suck at things. <laughs> <laughs> and just move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my name is Toby. I'm joined here by Juliana and Yanu. And somebody new. Her name is Sydney, aka Sid Progress. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Okay, um, so I think this is the first time on the last train that we had two girls on it. Usually there's a lot of male energy and Juliana is kind of the only one holding the flag for, for women everywhere. Hey, don't yeah. insult my enormous <laughs> dick. <laughs> You're she trying asked, acting like I don't have balls? Come on. She asked and she received, man. And the she ratios, got it. They're all ratios even. And I feel like Juliana is like the one girl that would really hold her ground when there's other when there's too many guys, yeah. she would just be like, fuck y'all, I'm a woman. Well, she puts up with my bullshit. So. No, that just comes from being in a long-term relationship. Yeah. You're just less scared of standing up to men. Like I said. You're just like, okay. <laughs> puts up in my BS. Oh, look at Marlo. Our dog looks cute. He's here. Hopefully he cutie. won't bark. Last train mascot. Okay, so Sydney. Hello. Sid Progress. Hi. <laughs> Um, tell us a bit about what you do. Tell us about your progress. How'd Sid? you start? Oh, about my progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it'd be funny started... if Sydney's like, I actually know progress. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, quarantine's been really hard. That's fair. That's I'm not fair. a gym shark anymore. I'm a gym shrimp. It's fine. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really trying. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So I run like a health and fitness page on Instagram. I do have a YouTube that's been slacking. I need to get back into that. Um, but basically, I post lots of fitness and healthy lifestyle content, recipes, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been doing it for almost three years in January. Wow. What motivates you to start that kind of thing? I feel like I started in a place where I was like very happy with my progress. The gym's kind of like an outlet for me. So I was kind of going to the gym very consistently and I felt like I had something to share. And um, how old were you when you started this? Like the, the Instagram itself. 19. So turning. Did 20. you feel like you were kind of sticking out amongst your peers as someone who was like pretty young doing that? Honestly, yeah. Because a lot of yeah. the people that I looked up to on Instagram, they were like in their mid 20s. And like I knew girls around my age that had been doing that, but no one in my area. And I just felt like I liked to. And I knew people would come to me for advice about fitness or healthy eating and that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, like maybe I can roll with this and like actually bring something to light of it. So then I made my account. And then That's cool confidence. Yeah, thank I you. I like that. All right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird because 
anytime I look at like fitness pages on Instagram, I'm instantly like, oh, crap, man, here's like a goal I'm never going to be able to reach. <laughs> You're insta-disappointed? <laughs> like it's, oh my God. Anytime she punches, she just laughs, laughs as if she said. <laughs> I think I enjoy that more than the actual joke. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool that you're doing that. Um, Thank you. Okay. Yeah, she looks hella fit men out there. Like, mm. Since oh. progress, you know what like, I mean? <laughs> shows all that progress, man. Give me six months. Give me six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I assume like a lot of people DM you and ask you questions about like fitness and stuff. And I guess I'm just interested in knowing like um, what is, what's the approach you want to take when somebody asks you like, hey, I'm not okay with the way I look. The first thing I do is like when someone messages me and they're like, I want my butt to get bigger and I want my waist to get smaller. It's like, it's not that easy. And you can't just do an ab workout and get abs or you can't just squat and get an ass. Like there's so much more to it. And I think I try to go about it as like, not being like, oh, this is my appearance goal, but like, this is like my strength goal. So rather than being like, oh, I want a huge ass, which everyone does, but being like, oh, I actually want to grow my glutes and become stronger and be able to deadlift this much or squat this much. You know what I mean? So I try to make it less about like the physical appearance and more about yeah. like how you feel mentally doing it. Well, it's um, funny you say that because I feel like in our culture, there's nothing like if I wanted to get into fitness, there's nothing that would tell me about a measurable goal. Like, Oh, I want to squat this much. Like there's nothing that would even help me shape that. What would yeah. help shape my fitness goals is seeing it. Someone else that's fit Absolutely. the way that they look Absolutely. and then being like, yeah. I want to look like them. Yeah. So yeah. I think that there needs to be more training on how to shape those goals even. And that's so hard too, because some of the most like fit people are like famous people are like Instagram models rather than like, I would call myself like a fitness influencer. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, you'll see these people with these amazing bodies who probably regularly do squat a lot, but they're posting videos of them doing banded body weight workouts. And like, that's not how they grew that ass. That's not how they lost that weight. So it's kind of hard, like, especially now with quarantine, a lot of us are posting home workouts that don't involve any equipment, but that's not how you grew that muscle. And like, you have mm -hmm. to kind of be truthful about that. So I feel like there's a lot of misconcepts and like miscommunication in like the fitness industry. Like you might see someone on Instagram doing a certain workout, but they're just kind of posting that for promotion and not for how you actually attain that body style. So is it just to like get the attention mm -hmm. of their, what they like look promoting like? bands or something like that and being right. like, this will grow your bum, but no, it won't. Right. It's weird because I feel like what I like about your page is that it, it feels authentic and it feels really realistic. And you know, that's Thank what you. alienates somebody like me and like, you know, <laughs> I have fitness goals. We can't all be like Mr. Nice Jeans over here. Mr. Six Pack at eight years old. Just wait 50 <laughs> years. They'll give you a shot. And Just good genetics, man. <laughs> there we go, man. Um, it's important for somebody like me that it looks like, okay, that looks like something that I can actually do as mm -hmm. opposed to something that like, it's like, man, I'm just never going to be able to, I'm not even going to bother messaging this person, mm -hmm. man, because I'm not going to, you know, um, I feel like on your page, it, there's a real human element there. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Um, it's nice to hear that from a guy too, because I feel like a lot of my audience is women. Yeah. And when I do have a male audience, it's a lot of creepy men that just want to <laughs> look at the leg days, to be honest. <laughs> I remember when I was like in high school and I was at my friend's house and she had an older brother who worked out and he had fitness magazines and the covers were like really thick girls. I love that. But... Yeah, it was just it was just men are interested in fit girls. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Sorry, Sid. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. Because like there's even, you can even see like, you can look at your insights on Instagram and you're kind of like your male to female ratio that follow you. And a year ago or almost two years ago now in January, I went and did like a bikini shoot in LA with this company. And when they promoted me on their page and I got back, my male to women ratio was like, 65% men. And mm. I was like, that's not what I want because this isn't, I'm, they're not tar I'm not targeting them. I'm not targeting creepy old men to look at me in a bikini. I want <laughs> women to come see my workouts and see my posts and like what I have to offer. Right. right. So that was really frustrating, but I feel like posting more content kind of mm. guided towards women or posting long captions that men don't have the time to read. Cool. Yeah. And interesting and that it, you're so yeah, aware so, of it. Thank you. It, well, it bothered me. I was like, I don't want yeah. these gross men here. I yeah. like the men, like the personal trainers that enjoy my content and can learn something and I can learn off of them. That's great, but yeah, not creepy old men. Yeah, I feel like there's strategy to it because some of the people they like who are fitness people, they're into like whoever follows them, no matter who it is, because they just want the following to get the sponsorships. Yeah, but it sure. seems like you know what your goal is and that's what you're after. Like you're after that one thing and I really respect that. Thank I think that's you. That's cool. Okay. Do you feel that it is your one of your goals to empower women? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of the people that follow me and that I talk to are people that are just starting in their, like, fitness journey, I call it. And it's hard because, like, I've been there and I've done so many things in the wrong way. And I guess yeah. that is part of the process, too, is, like, learning what works for you and what doesn't and, like, what's healthy and what's not healthy. And... I guess I just want to empower women to be on the right track and not see this as like a restrictive, harsh thing for your body, but to see this like as like a healthy lifestyle and like so that there's like a longevity, longevity of it and you're going to do that forever. It's not just going to be a temporary thing until you get those temporary results, right? Yeah, so. and that's a good thing. Um, I want to hear what you guys think of this joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Chris Rock made at the Oscars. Um, women typically wear like a lot of dresses, and uh, all they ask on the red carpet is, who you wearing? What you wearing? And they don't ask men about that at all. So a lot of feminists or a certain kind of feminist would say that, why are you always focusing on what women are wearing? Ask her more. In fact, don't even ask them about their dress at all. I think that's such bullshit. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> that's the point I was trying to make. Um and, and, and essentially it's that women should be held to some kind of higher intellectual or moral standard just because they're women. And they'll, they'll say that that's a kind of feminism when I feel like that doesn't encompass at all what feminism it's is It's also about. just such dumb shit because then also you're totally minimize, minimizing all of the like fashion people. Like I know like I follow like Kim K and stuff and these other celebrities and they spend like weeks prepping these outfits that they wear to these events and it's a big deal it so they like deal. they want to be asked about it because the fashion matters so to like make it a women issue i don't i don't think it's that i think that the fashion is a big deal and we should respect it, it should get the attention but it is weird that the fashion is so important and highlighted on women and not as much as men and that's why like dudes like harry styles right now he was Ooh. the first yeah <laughs> he was the first guy to ever um be the a solo male on vogue on the Vogue cover recently and he wore a dress and other beautiful. Yeah. And he wore these other kind of like gender bending outfits and people loved it. And then I just recently saw someone's Instagram story and they were roasting him 
Well, not particularly him, but maybe Vogue because he was a white male wearing a white cis male wearing gender bending clothes instead of like black drag queens who've started the trends and they were mad that it had to be a white cis man. And it's, I just, wh- where you are can't. we putting our emotional energies, people? <laughs> I don't get it. Like you can't win everything. I don't know. You honestly, you can at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yanni? I mean, I think, did you actually say the like Walker Strock said about it? Yeah. Um, he was just trying to be funny, but what he did say is that, mm-hmm. you know, men don't wear interesting stuff. Right. So I think what he was trying to say is along the lines of what Juliana was saying is that there, a lot of work goes into this. This is beautiful stuff, right? I, yeah. Like this need that a woman should put value on, you know, I, I, I assume like if like Kim Kardashian got on the red carpet and went, um, I just want to put focus on polar bears in the Arctic or something mm-hmm. like they would think that that would be like, there's this force that a woman has, to, especially if she has a strong voice, mm-hmm. that she, there's this need to represent something more. And then that personifies a stronger form of feminism. And he's, and I think what he was trying to say is, man, fuck all that. It's just a nice, they just look nice. It's just you a nice I mean? dress. It's just yeah. a nice dress. Right? I think the conversation too with like, I think like you were saying, man, who cares? Uh, they put a bunch of time into what they put on. I think the take there is like, right, but what came first? Like, why do they even care to put a lot of time into that shit anyway? Which, you know, could go either way, like I think. Uh, but as far as the actual like i feel like if you have hype shit man like people will stop you and say yo what's that what's it looking like and it just so happened that a lot of men's fashion does look the same yeah so if you got 70 types of blazers like it's the dude with a dress that's gonna get the question and i don't think yeah and i don't think guys care and i feel like with women too I feel like women see that stuff and they like it and it's hype for them. But also I feel like even saying that, like as an analysis, I think it would be cool if men did start wearing more creative looks and they were encouraged to do that because the way that it is right now with like these women and they love their fashion and it looks so cool Mm -hmm. in these pictures, but also as like a side effect of that, it does create like a lot of pressure on women in how they're perceived and their appearance and what they look like. And I don't think that's the main point. I think the fashion's the main point and that's an art. It should be appreciated. But when it's only on women, we feel this pressure to always appear to be the ones that it's important of how we're appearing. All right. I'll play devil's advocate here. Okay. So you just said, let's encourage men to dress up, you know, more in this way, pretty much so that they too can get judged yeah. and feel a certain way about the stuff they have on. And a lot of guys hear that and say, nah, man, I'm good. We're pretty fine. Just I'm you okay know, just yeah. not giving a shit and <laughs> having, like, setting the bar so low. But to me, it's not about the no women. It's much at, more about the art. And I guess it is. I'm I'm saying this, but I mm-hmm. understand that as an audience, you would see the women as, woman as beautiful. But to me, I think after, like, getting more into fashion and seeing a lot more of it on my socials. Yeah. I look at the dresses 
and I'm like, holy cow. And I look at the artistry and like, they do a lot more like behind the scenes now where they show like the creators making these mm-hmm. outfits. It's like the style, style yeah. time to shine kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I see it much more for the art that it is. And I think that men don't need to wear it to be judged, but wear it to take part in fashion culture, which I, is displaying these beautiful pieces. I feel like I can only speak from my like understanding and like perspective. And for me, what I like is like dope sneakers. Yeah. So I like cool, if man. you Where's yeah. some dope sneakers, rock, man? That's the thing. It, it's like at the Oscars, right? Like if a bunch if people just pulled up and like what I like I check out outfits like at the NBA All-Star game, right? Cuz yeah, people man. are just just drippy, just sure, like just man. look. It's not I, even like that. It's like before even normal games as they walk through the locker exactly, room. Exactly, like that stuff they have on is fresh. Crazy and stuff. the funny thing is dudes actually do talk about it. It is actually yeah. on, on like dude Instagrams about like, yo, this is oh, what, yeah. what Russell Westbrook wore. This is what this wore. But at the Oscars, it is this like men wear suit then yeah. where it's like, I well, like, guess I'll just Unspoken wear a suit. Rule. It doesn't matter what, if it's a Gucci shoe or whatever, like yeah. fam, I don't care. If I could show up and just rock whatever I want, yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. We're wearing some baggy, you know, pants with the I mean, low, Kanye's low crotch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, that's the rare thing. So when one guy does it, it's like, ooh, yeah. he's breaking boundaries. Like, no, it's just, it's just the one guy that doesn't care. I'm trying to keep my job and feel my family. So I will wear this suit. Like, yeah. but it's not that, like, I feel like it's not that, like, it shouldn't be, you're right. It shouldn't be that crazy, but it just is what it is. And because of what those, those systems are set up to be, Guys are like, well, if I can, like I do, if I have the freedom to express myself, I will, but I don't, like I'm not trying to express myself by wearing a different suit. Like that doesn't stand out. So then do I wear a dress? Like I don't want to do that either. Okay. I don't want to lose this idea, Mm -hmm. but like to to aid what you guys are trying to say is that I feel like, especially when it comes to women, what they're wearing seems to it almost has to be empowering, especially the more risque it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you got, <laughs> like if, if I'm, I'm serious, like if Kim Kardashian came on the red carpet wearing nothing but tape on her yeah. tits and stuff, they, they would, like yeah, no, they it would totally exist. be like, this is so empowering for this. Yeah. And it just, I, I'm not sure How why. empowering? The, I don't get it. Are you saying you, you want to so see much. a dude? I don't, I don't know, but You're trying to even see, British see dudes with tapes on their nipples and shit? I'm telling you, like men wouldn't feel empowered <laughs> by that like shit. Some like S&M shit. Tell me what man ever like, gets empowered by seeing a really muscular man's image out there. No, hey, I you know don't what even I mean? get what's empowering. Someone else would have to explain it to me because I, I don't get it. They'll say that it's it. about, and I'll give you an argument you may agree or it's not. They'll say that it's about taking back control from the male dominated society and for a man and for a woman to get out there and to show herself like that. Um, especially when they live in a reality where I think it is empowering. I think it's empowering to to certain women. Yeah. No, no, I think it's a whole thing. I think it's like, we only got to be empowered if we were like perceived as like a certain family type woman who is pure and innocent. Mm -hmm. And I think what's supposed to be empowering is like, you can be a hoe or and whatever and yeah. you're when you're like still nobody can tell you cool. how to look in this yeah way. That, yeah like, like being modest and, and stuff is very attractive. much like a like a man thing it's like my wife 
don't show yourself, especially when we're married. You don't wear stuff that's too revealing. And historically, when women started to wear more stuff that was revealing, Mm -hmm. that was the dawn of when women began to become, to began to feel empowered again. So they look for these kind of icons in society as the quote unquote strong woman because she shows herself out there. You know what I mean? I just net, uh, sorry, I I, I just feel like I never like paint those with broad strokes. So like I, I gotta be interested to know what you thought about it. I just thought like when you said like if someone went on the Oscars and they're wearing like a super revealing outfit, I feel like it's like the point that they're trying to make is that they can wear this and not be looked down upon. Like they're not a hoe for doing this. Like think about the girls with all their only fans. Like that's the way you're getting your money and you're portraying your body in that way. Like yeah. you do you like, that's fine. And that's so common nowadays too. Right. Yeah. And man. It's, yeah. It's just not controversial at all anymore. Yeah. You know, normalized. I feel yeah. Like it's, but but, but the, a lot of people would say that this isn't like a woman coming out there to um, prove that this is not a whole thing. This mm-hmm. is, you know, or it's a whole like, thing and that's okay. Thing. And yeah. that's fine. You know what I mean? They'll say that like this is this brand of feminism is taking away the attention from what they feel real feminism is all about. Yeah, and you know I, I mean, mean, fam, that is I think you're right and we can have that conversation, but I just don't know how to have it. Yeah. Because I feel like there's an audience for everything. Totally. So the same like with the same energy that goes into yo, man, like I feel like this woman wearing this outfit is letting all of us down. Yeah. Fam, my parents feel like me having earrings is letting all black people down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not shit I care with me because just because of what society is today, yeah. there is a pocket of people for all your shit. Mm-hmm. So I've stopped painting stuff with broad strokes where it's like, oh man, well, she thinks this is empowering to people. Who the fuck is it empowering? It's like, well, it's empowering people that aren't like you, so you don't fucking get it. Yeah. But there's that group of people. Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting because you do have to cater to an audience. And I'm interested to know like what the balance was between your, like you go on Instagram and make this fitness page. But obviously, like you said, you're trying to empower women. Mm-hmm. What's the, like, uh, was there a, a balance of, okay, how do I, tap into this group of people this group Without of women making women feel insecure but I, yeah. or shaming or what was it just kind of you did you like just kind of winged it and just got your following i feel like when i started it was very i want to say like conservative mm-hmm. because i did come from a relationship where like that was looked down upon to show your skin right so i was like that's kind of the mindset i was in and it was like yeah actually can process, we talk about that a yeah. little bit more because you were 19 i was 19 were you an athlete um, I did gymnastics until I was like 15. What's the, what was that culture like in terms of like women's bodies and how you felt like you were being perceived? We didn't think twice about it, to yeah. be honest. Like, of course there was, I was one of the oldest in my group, but like, luckily I was like, I never really had body image issues until after I quit. Did you feel so like, like your peers had issues? Probably. Okay. Like as I feel like we were, it was all girls. Like we were all athletes, like all in it together. And we're all very young. And I feel like we were all very innocent minded and we weren't like, cultured or like hidden away from that aspect like we all had social media like but it wasn't in the place it is now I feel like because I feel like we were all working out there and maybe we had the issues of like oh like I felt like my legs were very bulky or like I had bulky arms I was very long and string bean like but I remember in (laughs) grade I was 
late. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm very long. But I remember being in grade eight and someone in my PE class said, oh my God, your legs are so muscular. You look like a horse. Oh my gosh. It was like, and I was like, oh my. And Yay, that's like when I was you. like, are my legs too muscular? And now I'm like, please come on. You I never know what comment legs. is going to psychologically damage somebody. You never know. Man. Yeah, horse It could legs. be the dumbest thing. And it's like, oh, what, really? Someone told what? my friend when she was 14 <laughs> that she was a big fat wall. Oh. And I was like, that is awesome insults. Like get really we creative, just laughed man. at that. We thought that was so funny. A big wall, okay. pretty just sexy wall. Low, yeah, like <laughs> just low, like hanging, like low intellect. Yeah, yeah. you know, the it's like ah, uh, you're a yeah. table, bro. Well, actually, you're a chair. Yeah, no, you're a couch, bro. Like it's just is the chair even there? Just like start <laughs> making know. it like a weird existential thing. Yeah. I don't know. yeah, but you were 15 when you quit and. Yeah. And you felt like you started getting insecure more? Mm -hmm. How did like, that happen? I feel like insecurities come and go and they're always going to be there. But yeah, when I made my page, I was very aware of what I was posting. And I feel like right now I'm in a place where... How did I, you decide that you wanted to like get really into fitness and your body? Like when it was you first, what made you want to do that? What was your motivator? I feel like it was... I quit gymnastics. I went from like training 12 hours a week, being in the gym consistently. And then I had nothing. And I remember I went like a whole summer didn't do anything, ate whatever I wanted. My metabolism was mm. skyrocketing. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, this weight is new. Like, mm. this is a little bit like new. It just feels different on yeah. you. Yeah. I like went on birth control for the first time as most like teenage girls do. And I was like, oh, this is new water weight. And the thing is at the time, I felt like I was bigger than I was. And looking back, I was like, I no, know. I was still tiny. I know. Um, but my sister who's sitting right beside me, hi, Kel. Um, her and um, my stepmom, they started going to the gym and like I was grade nine but they were like older than I was so I was like oh okay like I'll get a gym membership too so I started doing Zumba at the gym Love? and I would go in Are between it wait 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 what the hell is Zumba no <laughs> I Toby, you actually don't know what Zumba is I don't know what Zumba is where have you been living swine. you didn't know yeah how Stevie you Wonder know? Song. okay no so you can't Zumba come at me either. for this you know, <laughs> you don't know what Zumba is either I don't know man where have yeah. you guys been yeah, the Shakira song, the walk, like the walk, the right? yeah, That's yeah. the number one Zumba song. It's okay. a dance workout. It's just dancing. It's a oh. salsa dance workout. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I could have guessed that. Just dancing? No, no. It's like is it you a have dance, a dance move like the woe? No, you have a dance instructor, and it started off with like kind of Latin-y music. Okay, and so it'll be like three-step moves. Oh, and isn't that the stuff we like, did last winter oh, yeah. with Tia? Yeah, Tia does it all the time. I've done Zumba, man. You're uncultured. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> really? Like <laughs> yeah, it's really, really fun. It's fun working out. You do it. Like, it's just, it's fun. It's right. really yeah, fun. sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you did no. Zumba. I just didn't know what the I mean, hell Zumba I, was. I didn't like it that much. I just yeah. knew no. my friend and I would go. We'd get sushi in between, and then we'd go back and do oh Zumba. Oh, my god! It sounds like something that middle-aged women go to. Oh, we, like, yeah. everyone was 40 above. There was, like, the two 14-year-olds there. Yeah. I but, love that. I yeah, love but it. I just started doing that. And then it got to a point where like Zumba was over, but they were still going to the gym. So I'd go and run on the treadmill. Or, and then yeah, I finally yeah, yeah. grabbed some dumbbells and then it just kind of progressed from there. Okay. Yeah. And nice. then did you start getting into any other sports other than gymnastics? No. So never. you were just like fitness. Just gymnastics and working out. That's why I'm in sports science in school. And like when we have to play soccer, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And I'm always <laughs> like, do you want me to be the ref? <laughs> do you want me to sit up for this? Oh my gosh. So I don't know how I'm going to be a PE teacher one day. Oh I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. That's did you so feel like something that I found when I've gone to go work out is maybe I'm motivated for like the first two weeks and I'll go a bunch of times and I'm doing it, whatever. Yeah, how do you deal with like quitting? I, yeah, and how did you, yeah. how, what is it about like, uh, 
what is it about the gym that motivates you to be there? What do you like about it? What is it that like you keep coming back to it? If I said like appearance didn't matter, I'd be lying. I feel like when you get to a point where you're like, wow, like I like the way that I look, that's motivating in itself to be like, oh, I see some definition. Like I see the weight shedding or I see the legs growing. That can be motivating because you're like, oh, now I get to go back and I get to improve myself even more. But for me, it's like, that's time I get to be selfish and like I get right. to play my it's music. It's time. I, yeah. And like some people thrive off of working out with people. Like I yeah. thrive off of my own time, and like my own workout. Mm. So it's like I get to work on myself, whatever happened at school or whatever happened in my relationship or at home. Like that's all gone. Like you can put your own music on. Doesn't matter what you're listening to or a podcast. Maybe I'll listen to this and do some squats. <laughs> I don't know. And um, yeah. And I love that. Just like having that outlet. And that's like almost like a hobby for me. Like I go to the gym and I like, meet friends there you like talk to people you know work on yourself you hit a pr that's really fun yeah. lift some weights you feel freaking badass when did it transfer into like fitness and nutrition and lifestyle because it sounds like it started off as like almost like a self-care self-therapy thing which like kudos to you oh, to be doing that in high school <laughs> like wow if only i had any kind of inkling to do that i was too busy playing volleyball and like i wasn't even that good at it like i could have been hitting the gym comparing myself to no one but me probably would have saved my mental energy (laughs) but when did it become like a lifestyle thing for you like oh this is i see this coming into different parts of my life like i'm assuming you probably know quite a bit about diet and how to eat am i right well i mean i don't i mean like i'm a personal trainer and like i know nutrition but I don't track my macros. I don't track anything like that. Like it's very intuitive in that sense. But like, you know, the word macros. So yes, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it was I don't, more. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't need to explain That's it. for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like it turned into like a lifestyle, I'd say in like the last three, four years. But for the first couple of years, yeah, it was like a time to like think for myself and like that, that was like a sense of therapy. And, but it also was for a while, like not like it can be not the healthiest place. Like some people right. go strictly because they want a big bum and they want a small stomach or they guys want massive biceps. Like some people go strictly because they have a goal. We're not discouraging that, man. No, like if you have a... <laughs> it's just so double... <laughs> I know what you mean, but continue. I'm sorry. If I'm we just ever, from the ever said it's okay, that, man. like... It's not your fight. Relax. It's not your fight. Then your booty and abs matter too. <laughs> yeah, go work them out. Yeah. But I mean, like everyone has their why, right? So I feel like for a while for me, it was strictly... I wanted to look a certain way. And then other times it's like, I want to feel a certain way. So do you feel that like there's more pressure for women to look a certain way than there is for men? Cause I feel like if a man is unhealthy looking, girls the consequences love it. is yeah, there's not, there's yeah. very little, there's, there's a niche for, a there's bear. a camp for every kind of guy body type. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know what I, I mean? Like girls and like, I mean, that's the thing. Like guys can be, overweight or they could have some meat on their bones during bulking season and girls are like oh i love my teddy bear but like <laughs> ask my best friend she went through a phase where she was like the skinnier the man the better yeah like, i, I want them to look like they haven't eaten in days yeah <laughs> and their only food yeah. was a cigarette and coffee yeah like, <laughs> like i want him to stand behind a tree and he disappears yes but then for girls it's like she's got now i feel like to be honest and like TikTok, I feel like that is like the app that's thriving right now. And like one of the biggest things is like body positivity on there, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you see girls we were talking about it the other day. Like girls are like pulling down their pants, getting the low rise, throwing out their yeah, stomach and like rocking hilarious. it. Yeah. And we love it. And but I feel like girls do have a lot of pressure to if they're too thin, it's like, 
oh, wow, you're so skinny, like eat a burger. But then when they're too large, it's like hit that, the treadmill and like eat your carrots because like. And then when you're too normal, it's like, yeah, but that booty could use some work. Yeah. And then yeah. if you There's look the way that you're something. supposed to look, now women are your enemies and you're competing with them. And now you stick out too much or you have too much tension and it creates all these weird jealousy behaviors. Absolutely. Like some girls don't want to wear certain pants because they're like, my bum looks too big in this. And it's like, no, flaunt it. Yeah. So there is a lot of pressure on women, I feel like. And I think there is on men too. It's just not talked about enough. Um, but I do think we're improving. What yeah. do you think the like gym... Like this community that you've tapped into of women who want to improve their bodies, they are like probably tapping into this mental game too of like just falling in love with working out. What do you feel like is the overall community sense in this world? Like are the women really for each other or are they kind of comparing and competing? What do you see? I see honestly both. I think like in the friendship I've made, like in the fitness community, it's very positive. And like, I'll see my friend hip thrust 500 pounds and I'm not like, oh, fuck her. Like whatever. Hip I'm like, thrust hip 500 thrust pounds? Erica Nangle fit. <laughs> she can throw it down. Yeah. She, and she is. Step Men, your game up, stay fam. away. Like, <laughs> Step your game up, fam. <laughs> hip I'm, thrust? I'm not joking. And Step she up. is so strong. And like, when I see that, I'm like, yes, like that is motivation. Yeah. But there also are girls on Instagram who Photoshop their bodies. And I feel like that can be such an issue with like making their bum look bigger and making their stomach, their waist smaller. And like that can be an issue because I feel like that causes a lot of drama because girls are like, don't promote yourself. Yeah. Like if you want to Photoshop yourself and you want to make yourself, if you want to smooth out your skin, like by all means, like girls What's do, wrong like, with that? Yeah. Know? Like do that. But if you're going to completely make your body look like something it is not, like you need to be open about that i think like if you want to photoshop yeah. yourself sure but i feel like you need to be truthful because again that can be so misleading and that can mess up women's mindsets that are trying to work out and aspire to be this woman mm -hmm. but it's not attainable results because they did shift their body there's laws about this now hey like in some european countries i'm i think it's france i don't want to misspeak but in some of these european countries uh they're moving towards policies that make it illegal to like if you alter an image yeah to not claim that you have to say oh. it you know yeah I mean? which i part of me when i read that i was like that's interesting because it almost is redundant since almost everyone touches up their images oh yeah. and unless you're saying specifically what it is even using it a won't really filter make a difference. it's like your skin color yeah, technically isn't that um, I used to work on uh, this TV show called Riverdale. Mm -hmm. It's shot around here, and I was Hashtag having a KJ Appa. There, there we go. And I was Can having I a him? conversation. And I was having a conversation with one of the cast members. I'm not going to say who, and uh, she was featured in a magazine. And what had happened was, when she went for the photo shoot, they had taken some some pictures of her. And when she looked at the magazine, she's like, "I don't look like this. Y'all made me look just a little." It, it looked better than what she actually was. I saw that. And she did have some issues with it as well. You know what I mean? So at least women are, especially women in that have powerful voices yeah. are, I feel like that's, that's a, a good thing. That's the doing, thing right? all about now, man, is that, like I said before about there been a camp for everyone. Yeah. There just is more people with more voices. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you can put your energy into finding shit you fuck with. Yeah. Dude, it's tough because there's so much like editing out there. And maybe this isn't like a body thing, but it reminds me of when Solange did the cover of that thing. And Sorry, she, Solange? Yeah, Solange is Beyonce's sister. Right, right. And That's something I you're would You're going to get roasted for that yeah. one, bro. <laughs> the hive is coming for you. Damn. <laughs> um, but she wore like a, a headpiece in her hair. 
and it was like it was quite a big piece and this magazine photoshopped it out and her whole song like her most famous don't song touch is my don't hair. touch my hair yeah and so it was just such an ironic oh, no. moment just too on the nose yeah, yeah. And she had to speak it was a whole thing and i it is just funny that we're we're in such an age where like you just don't see an unedited image of women and it's it's not even like it's alicia just, keys there you go she holds yeah. it down but it's not but like even... she has to, to deliberately say don't touch me you yeah. Know what yeah i mean and yeah. like, why does it have to be that way i think it's because we're obsessed with perfection in this culture yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah no mic drop he you says don't think, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's the reality of i feel like for the thing they talked about where you have to disclose if you altered an image there has to be a scale and I feel like everyone can rock out on the ones for like the Instagram filters. Yeah. If you use a paid app, that's like a two. If yeah. you use like Photoshop, like you're changing out the angles, that's like a that's like a five. Yeah. You know, it's like a scale of seven. And then like if you change both neck up and neck down, then like that's a seven. Yeah. You got it. And you're gonna and, hear for some from yeah. some people. And maybe yeah. that's cool. Like may, maybe I'm the guy who's like mm. a middle aged guy who's like obese and stuff and like everyone knows i am but i intentionally post photoshop pictures of myself because that's what i'm aspiring for yeah that's cool for some people it's funny but then like it's crystal clear mm -hmm. as opposed to because i think the one thing uh sorry just continue the one thing with like all girls photoshopping themselves is like i don't know if i like like it's just not that deep just on a base level because it's like everyone's just trying to look their best yeah. i'm also not yeah, not, not someone i, I guess who who does any online dating so and I'm also like, there's something really I'll cool about like a really beautifully in, edited photo in person like, yeah where it's just like this is such a dope photo. because that's right exactly. pictures are supposed, so supposed to be, to be right. like it's, but then it's art right yeah the issue comes when because of that photo you posted you then tell me to take some vitamin or do exactly. some workout yes. or do some shit. Hashtag and I'm like, collagen. oh, I for sure will <laughs> listen to you. But then I go fuck up my back because your fucking stance is all wrong. Mm -hmm. And I listen to you because you Photoshop some shit. Right. So I feel like that's the distinction mm -hmm. where it's like disclose it or not disclose it is different than when you're actually in a position of influence because sure, this one thing might be armless, but you're also doing a lot of other things. So like, like it's the same, yeah, the same sword you'll you'll live by, you'll die by. So if you yeah doing that and expecting no repercussions, you well, can't. Well, part of then. becoming an influencer is like in in some part for mm -hmm. some industries is your integrity. Yeah, because people are trusting what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So if you're what you're saying is falling short. It's just tough because sometimes, like especially I imagine in the fitness world, where if you're saying this works, this works, and then some people try it, but if you want to try it, you have to commit to it, and then you commit to it, and you don't see results, but then somehow it's still your fault. Yeah. Do you see that a lot? Absolutely. Like, for example, like supplements and that kind of thing, people will say like, oh, take this supplement because it'll make you skinnier and that kind of thing. 
And like you'll see fitness people all the time, like promoting like weird healthy teas. The skin juice. And like, yeah, yeah of course you're yeah. gonna lose weight in 30 days because you're starving yourself. And <laughs> then you're gonna finish it, and your stomach is like thinking that you're starving itself, and then you're gonna eat, and it's gonna expand, and then you're gonna gain the weight back and more. And like that can be such an issue mm-hmm. when people who have this title, who are well known and liked people, are promoting this. People are gonna believe them because they're gonna say, "Well, they're thin. Yeah. I want to be thin." So I'm gonna do this and okay, like Okay, real talk. Yeah. What do you think of juice cleanses? Absolutely not. <laughs> I do think that you can some people do What's like a, a juice tw- cleanse. No. You drink like only juice. <laughs> this is so good. You only <laughs> drink juice? Yeah, people will drink like I drink celery like, juice in the mornings, but I drink yeah. I eat food, obviously. Oh, you only drink juice and no food. But yeah. it's not like a juice. It's like you have a blender and you only mix Why like, the heck would anybody cucumbers do that? and kale? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Some people do yeah. like a 24 hour <laughs> juice cleanse and like it can like reset your hormones. I don't know enough about it, but like some people do that and maybe that's okay. That's like a one day thing, but I don't think that. I've heard of that. Like, like if you get really hung over, like me and the girlfriend. <laughs> I saw those Snapchats. <laughs> Super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to flush out the system. I guess it was just, just like just yeah. fluids, just fluids. You know what I mean? It's the different though than like, hey, for the next month, Damn. this is the plan. And you're just, taking this advice from someone that didn't go to school, but just that's about the likes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's the issue though. Like you got to give some, like you have to not feel bad, but like they're learning. Like some people are going to do that and then they're going to learn that it doesn't work. And like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's okay to promote it. How do you handle yeah. like, because when, like, I feel like because so many people follow you, you do have like, I guess maybe a little bit of a responsibility to like say stuff that like is true. So then like, how do you handle criticism just because there's so many people that like or their eyes are on you how do you handle it because i know like i post something and like 12 people reply to it and two people say something negative I'm like man fuck this whole this is why i don't post nothing you know what i mean right and so just, like how do you and handle just to that? add to that question yeah. sorry because there's also the aspect of like i might tell you to do shit that works for everyone else but it just happened to not work for you because maybe pre-existing condition yeah or body type or whatever so like how do you yeah how do you navigate that kind of response to criticism i think like in terms of like brand deals and that kind of thing like i've been offered things where i'm like wow this is like they're offering to pay you or they're doing that kind of thing but like if i truly don't believe in it i won't go for it because i don't want to face the repercussions of people of that backlash and like that wouldn't sit good in my stomach but i would say like whenever i'm promoting something like i work with a nutrition company i don't eat meat I'm pretty much dairy free. So I have like all the vegan proteins and like the vegan supplements. So when I talk about like my diet and I'm filming like a, what I eat in a day or talking about like the supplements I take, I always say like, this is the diet that I'm on. Like I choose not to eat meat, but that's not sustainable for everyone. Some people have, like I have low iron, so I have to take iron supplements, but some people are in a place where their iron is so low. They couldn't, if they, they can't not eat meat. So I'm always saying like, don't take like take what I say with a grain of salt because that's not always going to work for you like I'm never pushing veganism on you I'm never pushing like to be a vegetarian yeah maybe I'll say like be a little more plant-based like maybe you don't eat as much meat every single day like but I'll never I don't know like I'll never tell everyone exactly what to do and I think that always saying like this works for me this might not work for you same with clothing especially too I always say like Mm -hmm. I'm very tall and this is like my body shape but like your body shape's a lot different than mine so this is what it looks like on me, but it's not going to look like, it might not look like that on you, right? So That's important. Always because, have to give little warnings. Yeah, because there's a the, there's just different levels. 
I feel like you're all you gotta do is put out the information. Mm-hmm. Just like this is the yeah, this is the rubric. I'm you know judging this it's based on using. this is what I'm doing. Yeah, this is where I'm at. If you follow me, you know you know my journey, and then you make a decision for yourself. Because as much as like influencers could get shit, I feel like there is shit to be given to the consumer too. Yeah. Because if you like, if you see one picture on your feed, click it, read the comments and do it. I'm sorry, bro. You didn't do enough research. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> because like you have no idea. Yeah. Like maybe this is day 67 of some natty day thing. Now you go fuck up your entire bowel system because, oh, no. like, because of one <laughs> post, right? So I feel like it isn't a foolproof thing. It doesn't all fall on the head of the influencer. Yeah. I feel like all you can do is just give the information, make it accessible. This is, this is what's happening. This the is where curator I'm at. of yeah. content mm-hmm. you agree yeah. with. And then at that point, it's like, yeah, like if you then say, you know, hey, you know, y'all should try this or try this or try this then you at least, I feel like it's up to the consumer to then dissect that with information they have. And in a situation where you have all the information, I feel like most people can make a pretty educated decision yeah. on what to do next. I don't know if you got a chance to answer the question I asked earlier of the balance between, like when you started curating your followers and the balance between like, tapping into a certain audience Mm -hmm. versus just doing you and it happened to blow and whatnot yeah i think like i said at the beginning like i feel like i was very aware what i was posting and it was very to the point like workout one day the next day was a recipe the next day was a workout then it was a recipe and then i feel like once i started to gain more of like a community and they were very supportive i felt kind of like okay now i can kind of post there's not so much pressure on me to not perform, but like have very curated posts ready to go. And it wasn't so much like, okay, I'm pleasing people. And now I was like, oh, I like my outfit today. So now I can post an outfit and try to mm-hmm. start branching out into more like fashion rather than just, and I kind of stopped posting recipes and it became more of like a fitness and lifestyle. So I would have yeah. a lot of workouts, but then I would have some outfits, which is what I'm doing now. And I feel like, and then it kind of turned into, especially during quarantine, like talking about mental health a lot and like mm-hmm. opening the idea that like, <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of going through something shitty right now. And like, that's okay. And like our bodies are going to change during this time. And that's also okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like balance wise, I've kind of gotten to a point where it's kind of like half lifestyle and half fitness. Um, But I'm definitely still aware of what I'm posting. I think I'm just, it's a little bit more easygoing now. Um, But the biggest thing for me was kind of going from, only fitness to more Mm -hmm. lifestyle because like I said last year like when I went and did that bikini shoot I was scared to start posting like photos of me in a bikini only because I didn't want people to get the wrong idea because I feel like there's very much like a fitness side of Instagram that's very much like informational and very professional and then there's also a side which is also professional but like the bikini models and the girls Mm -hmm. repping pretty little thing all the time and like there's you know what I mean yeah and both are equally amazing and like both are professional and they're making their money and they're doing their thing and they're influencing others but i think mm. that sometimes audience you don't either, want it, that they don't, audience to get confused between the industries essentially yeah mm-hmm. and i think there can be a lot of hate on one or the other and i feel like sometimes you have to choose which direction you want to go yeah so i kind of was trying to do both and i feel like i have found a healthy balance 
and I have lost followers and I've gained followers and it's kind of been, especially during quarantine, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, but it seems to have a good reaction kind Do of you doing both. experience any like, and I'm not, I'm not projecting this. I'm just genuinely asking. Do you ever experience any imposter syndrome? Like when you're starting out like in fashion or in fitness or in modeling or this or that, do you ever feel like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I have no idea what I'm doing. Should I like, is it fair to act like I know what I'm doing? Like, what is that oh, mentally like for you? Yeah. Well, when I did that bikini shoot last year, like if you see all my photos before, like I was very much like smiling in all my photos, a big smile on my face. Never once made like a little smile or like a sexy photo. Like <laughs> absolutely not. So when they, and I always thought like, okay, my body is ready to go. My face, no. Yeah. So like when I got ready to go to LA and I was like told to not smile and told to pose like this, it was very uncomfortable because I was like, I don't feel confident. Like my body feels confident, but like mm. my face and like that attitude that you got to get in and like models get can get into that state like almost like you're acting. I didn't feel confident in that. And I, that's what I felt like I was being an imposter because I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, mm -hmm. but I took it as like, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Models, like people model all the time. And like, this is new to me. And this is like an opportunity to grow and like to gain confidence if anything. So I just kind of have to, have to like fake it till you make it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in the sense of like not knowing information, that kind of thing, I felt like when I became a personal trainer, there was like a point where I was like, okay, now I got certified. Like I proved to myself, I know mm. the knowledge, but I didn't feel qualified yet. And I took yeah. about six months after getting certified to even start because yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm ready. And I was like telling my therapist this, I was like, I passed the test, but like, I don't feel confident in myself to relay that information out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, think about anyone that gets certified. Like they right. probably don't know how to start either. Like that's why you need to start because then you learn and then it's a learning process from there right do you feel like you put out that energy like right away like i don't really know what i'm doing guys but here i am or do you feel like you need to come across as very confident and sure about what you're doing right from the start i feel like when i first started i came across like i knew what i was doing because at that point i felt very confident i was like i've been working out for a long time i feel like i have this knowledge but a lot of the time what i did up until i became certified is i always said I'm not a personal trainer. Mm. This is just what works for me. Right. And so now I do feel a little more pressure to provide more informational content, I guess you could say, because now I feel like I have this title, but um, my personal training is very much just like local and it's not online. But once it becomes online and it's open to a wider audience, I feel like there is going to be a lot more pressure to do so. And now I still say like, this is what works for me. This it is the correct form in my opinion, but I'm always open for feedback. And people yeah. have commented too and been like, oh, when you're benching, try a wider arm placement or and something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let me try it. Like, I'm open to that. That's so. just such a doggy dog world, like the <laughs> fitness world. Because like, anytime I've dipped my toe into it, it's mm -hmm. very much been like, okay, I'm the new kid here. Like, <laughs> what's yeah. going on? And it's like this wealth of stuff that I know nothing about. And it can be very discouraging. It's it can be like, oh too. man, like this, man. I'm just go back to watching you guys from afar on Instagram. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, how do you guys <laughs> feel at the gym? Like, is it, like, for, like, I never really hear, like, the men's point of view. You okay. guys, like, is it like a... You're going to get a weird answer here. <laughs> oh, no. Like, do men, men judge each other? Like, they're watching each other go? Because I think sometimes women feel like the other women are watching them, and it can be, like, you, people will get insecure about it. But how is it for you guys? You want to go first? I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact You woke that up dudes, like this that dudes do because it's just it's just it's not man or woman it's just people 
Yeah. Like your homie comes back and it's like, yo, this fucker was telling me about my fucking stance again and he's wrong. Like, and it's just like, you're just talking shit or it's like, this one guy keeps working out his neck yeah. and it just looks you know, like, <laughs> just doing weird stuff in the gym. I've seen that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's, it, it just making fun of it or, oh, like this dude was super awesome and helped me out with this thing and now I know how to do this better. Like, I, I feel like it's the same. Like, it's, people will always find something. We talked about it the other week on the podcast with just comparison. Like, yeah. comparisons will always happen. Uh, for me personally, I do have a hard time getting into working out. Mm-hmm. For me, like games, like yeah, everyone who knows me knows Sports. I love games. So my way of being fit is basketball. Yeah. Then I tore my patella tendon last August, and now I'm doing physio with a physio dude who's like a basketball guy. Oh, cool. So he's the way he is packaging everything is very much basketball based. Yeah. So, like, even when I was doing my workouts here, I would have to put basketball on the TV to motivate myself because I'm, oh, like, cool. the only thing that motivates me to work out is knowing, man, I'm not good enough to play basketball right now because I'm weak. Yeah. But just going to the gym for the fun of it, like, I guess I do like the alone time of just listening to podcasts. So, that also could be an additional thing, but it's hard for me to just get in to working out so when i do go like i don't really i guess like i don't really compare myself people because i'm like fam i'm not even supposed to be here yeah. <laughs> like i'm you know what i mean but i guess i do compare myself to people on the basketball court which is another form of just you know exercise yeah. and then in that sense i try to figure out okay you know what can i what can i do do to get better and where do you go you go to the internet which is why I think the kind of stuff you do is very important because Thank you. it is a lane of just making information more accessible. Yeah. Now the tough part is that balance. And I think people always, you always see online or in comments like, oh man, I can't believe, you know, she's doing this. Oh, I can't believe she's posting a, making a picture. Oh, I can't believe like the stuff is so like regimented, like a post and then a recipe and then this. And I feel like anyone who has tried just social media or try being good at that shit understands and respects it. Dude, people roast influencers, but I just saw saw something recently where it's like, if they're getting this following, you have to understand this isn't just no work. Yeah, and and that's exactly... Doing this is its own work. And that's exactly what I'm saying, is that like if it isn't you, you kind of owe it to your self and the effort you've put in so far mm-hmm. to do certain things you need to like I, f- I feel like you have to continually like put in question eight am i compromising my integrity am i making sure i'm in the right headspace but i mean you want more people to learn more dope shit yeah so you will try to get more followers that's just the name of the game mm-hmm. and i feel like i respect that so when i see a guy like even I think everything is different until you try it. But now, like when I see like some of the basketball videos that I watch, it might be like a clickbaity thing or like uh, two seconds of something. But like I'm down because I'm like I want the information. Yeah. If you can market it well, fuck it. I- I'm here. You're like, still like, getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely got me. So 
yeah. feel like that's my like look and approach on the whole like like how I relate to other people in like gyms or basketball courts and then how I see how I get that that information from be it YouTube or influencers and stuff. So you'd say it's like for you it's not more body image and like seeing that at the gym it's more for you like oh they're better than me like skill wise yes there's yeah. two sides though it man. is pure there's two like, sides like for he's me talking it's about motivation like, uh like for men you asked about like what men see yeah there is appearance and then there is performance like you're saying mm -hmm. absolutely like i play soccer so it'd be like not kicking hard enough so you'd go to the gym and do whatever you can to make your legs stronger and yeah. then go back so you so you can do better like it's always for a specific thing mm -hmm. but there is the appearance thing and yeah. like obviously women struggle with this i feel like it's more vocalized but for men there is this whole six pack thing mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like i don't know i is it do we feel bad i i feel like i don't, i'm not trying to speak for all men, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure if men necessarily feel the same kind of social backlash for not looking as good as like a dude with a six pack, right? Because I feel like- You could argue social, but I yeah. mean personal yeah. is what matters more. Mm -hmm. Like fuck what people think, yeah. how do you feel about yourself? And mm -hmm. I feel like, yes, you could argue that socially the stuff a woman is more, yeah. but on an individual level, yeah. again, people are just people. People, everybody so has yes, their own So yes, there are kinda... girls that love- a bigger guy because mm -hmm. he's more cuddly. Yeah. But there are a lot of guys that ain't trying to hear that from their girl. Nah. <laughs> you know also, I don't know. Like, I think there's worse communities in the world that I'm so unaware to. But the community that I've surrounded myself with mm -hmm. is all men who love their girl no matter what shape or size she is. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind has been now, where mm -hmm. it's like, like when before I got married, like I've grown up in like white female culture that fell out of like early 2000s women should all be skinny stick thin blonde and like that's Why what blonde this, you, know, you know like the Paris Hilton. part of the package <laughs> no, it wasn't like it was just if you were in white culture there was just an expectation like my aunties and we we have like me and my cousins have deconstructed this so much but my aunties were obsessed with how they looked and it wasn't a selfish thing it was mm -hmm. an insecure thing like if i don't look like this then i can't get the respect that i want and i can't get the like even like authority that i want it, like the world was yeah. a different place you and just okay you just had to be skinny and it was is it so kim kardashian obsessive. that changed that should we be giving kim oh, kardashian you're gonna a trophy? get a well, lot of hate for, things, for that like you're gonna you're gonna get in shit like for that so jlo i'll cut Beyonce that out maybe like i'll cut that out yeah like what i'm trying to say is that if you embrace can you chuck it up to kind of like black culture and how like that's personified in society right now and seeing that Let's black women tend to touch be touching that after Juliana finishes what she's saying. Yeah, I just think that I know that there's toxic men out there who are roasting women for how they're looking, mm -hmm. but for what that is, there's also a lot of men and those are the only men I really know right now that don't give a shit mm -hmm. what their girl's body looks like and just like think she's sexy and hot no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So... I think ultimately it's always a, it's all like, it's, it's almost always you, like you, how can I explain this? There's someone for everyone. So whatever, whatever, whoever you are, there's someone that fucks with it. Right. Yeah. But you might feel like, I don't want the kind of person that fucks with this kind well, of person. Yeah, even when we were and dating. then it comes back to that. When we were dating, I still like I and I I'm 
embarrassed about it, but it's what it was. Like mm-hmm. I know now I didn't know then. Um, but because of how I grew up, I really did perceive women based on their size. Mm-hmm. I really did. And there was conversations even with my family. Like if anyone was gaining weight, it was very much like talked about mm-hmm. and that they shouldn't look like that and whatever needed to be said. And I know there's still white families that I know of that do that. Mm-hmm. And when we started dating, I would be like, Oh, maybe I'm worried about this person. And you would be like, what? It was so confusing to you. Like you didn't even understand. Like you were shocked that my family would even Again, talk like that I'm, way. Like I would say that like in a, in a black household, in like an African house. Size fam, is like, yeah, the, like the furthest. Like problem. all of y'all are tiny. Like, there's like, <laughs> all of y'all are tiny. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then especially with, with marriage, like, when you get married, like back in Nigeria, you're expected to gain. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, your Nigerian that, aunties like, have said things to yeah, me like that. Like, like, oh, you if need your to, wife, you know, it would always if, be if, your too skinny kind yeah, of thing, right? Like, yeah. if my wife is taking care of me, I should have gained weight. Yeah. And if I'm taking oh, care of her, you know, she should have, you know, maybe mm. one and a half. It's a cultural know, thing. Up a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean? That's so. interesting, though, and I like that thought process. <laughs> they really, I mean, really it's, believe it's, that. You can, like, you yeah. can say that, like, is it is it healthier? Like, are African women happier? <laughs> well, I'm sure they're going to find something else to be happy about. point out, though, is that <laughs> what should matter is, is the health. healthy thing. Is health. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is what should matter. So and then, health looks physically different. Absolutely. <laughs> what makes the problem so big, like, Juliana has established that like most men don't really care like what you kind of look like as like as long as they personally kind of mess with it then it's totally fine right but then for many people they that doesn't matter there's like there's still this gym culture and I feel like women go to the gym because they're trying to look like the kind of a woman woman that every guy is gonna like or if you're a guy that wants achievement yeah and if you get this girl who's by society standards is so sexy so desirable yeah. then you feel like as a man that you've achieved that but what as that does yeah is that it creates this space where i feel like and women, women want to be an achievement like oh yeah like i'm so desirable mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i'm not sure if that the downside to that is that it creates this space where women prioritize their sexuality over anything else yeah right? like, there, there, like this pressure that you have to be like that's a goal in life to be sexy as opposed to anything else and why that doesn't necessarily carry over to men either again man i don't know if i can say it doesn't yeah it doesn't carry over to men i guess the same way in pop culture but i just know a lot of dudes and dudes say the same shit just not on socials yeah. Like it's the girl that would go online and be like, I was bullied in high school, which is totally <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but valid. like, where are but, all these stories like, of like, but just yeah. because, but like, you won't find guys doing that because, oh, it's just you know kind what? Actually, thing. on TikTok, I just saw this video and it was this guy and it starts out of him being like, do you remember when we were in teenagers and they called it pin? Like, you were pin if you were really, yeah, skinny. you're pinner. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> I just remember that yeah. right now. But he was quote unquote, pin <laughs> and he was really skinny and then he's Yo, like so and someone called me skinny and i internalized it and now look at me and he's like ripped jacked totally just jacked and it was like glorified like yes you did yeah. it so that's what i'm saying it's, 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 it's not talked about as much yeah, yeah, it totally just it's but the also same. it's weird that that's if it is talked about it's glorified that you responded why is to your it haters about more yeah. instead of like than it is for men like i'm trying to why why did that happen? Because women were supposed to be pursued and like we want to be an achievement then and men weren't the ones that were meant to be pursued. So if you are 
like pursuing, then the girl needs to be really sexy so that you're at the top. So that as the man's climbing the ladder, then you put yourself at the top. But men, they don't talk about it as much because women, it's not going the other way around. It's starting to now. Yeah. It's getting like socially acceptable mm-hmm. to do that now, but that's yeah. not how it's been. Starting so men Bumble. didn't have to look amazing. They just had to climb the ladder to get to the amazing. Yeah. And now we just work out for ourselves and feel amazing for ourselves. <laughs> and that's guess. the whole point. And that's the whole point. That's what it's, it's about, like, though. Well, right? and it's about out. that you, I, I don't, this whole like achievement thing, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's part of being human. But I think that what we're trying to tell each other now is that you are an achievement regardless of being perceived that way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's how you carry yourself that also makes you that way. Yeah. And I feel like also in, in like workout culture, it is about trying to take take back control. It's trying to be like, okay, I look this way and I'm unhappy with it. So this is what I'm going to do to to kind of grab it by the neck and like slow, like whatever is going on to me, like slow that process down. And like whether you achieve that goal or at least you started then that's still something to be praised too. Absolutely. And it's maddening. Like it can make you go crazy not having realistic goals. And I think that's what we we talk a lot about in society now too is what's healthy. What does healthy look like for you? Because it makes you crazy to have a goal you can't realistically achieve. Like that's just, it's it's crazy and it's not making a good environment. As a trainer, like- what like um yeah how do you help people set their goals how do you help people set goals or like do you find there are some times when you have to be like i'm trying to be like this thin and like she's like this big and you're like listen maybe we need to change that a little bit or are you very much a like um whatever it is we're gonna get you there kind of person i feel like i most of the people that come in they only see me once or twice a week so i say like we're gonna like you're gonna give it your all when you're with me because course like when you're seeing a trainer like you have so much more you feel more pressure and you feel more responsibility to work harder because you have that person there with you right and um like i've worked out with a trainer and i work 10 times harder with them than i do by myself same yeah but something that i always say is like this is like we're gonna i'm gonna help you reach your goals but like i'm not the one that's making your goals work for you like you have to put in that effort too so the time that you see me for one to two hours a week yes we're gonna work hard but like you need to commit to yourself that you're going to work just as hard outside of the gym and outside of here. So what I'll usually do is like help them with workouts when they're not seeing me and like on their days off, like what they go do for themselves. And I don't write meal plans or anything, but obviously I give like suggestions and that kind of thing. So I feel like like when I, pardon, do you feel like you're kind of a little bit of a therapist too? Cause I feel like body goals and like, you feel up here here it's like it's Very one in the same thing right? yeah well honestly like when i write my captions on my page and stuff sometimes like it's not even meant to happen it's supposed to be like a little like hope you have a great day like just checking in yeah. and then i don't know what goes through my head and then next thing you know i have a page of a freaking long caption and i like, read a cu- i read oh! like four of them and it was very much like <sighs> let's start yeah <laughs> literally and it's just like when i finish and i post it i'm like Sometimes it's like, wow, that was almost more for me than them. Mm-hmm. Like it's therapy for me to write that down, but then mm-hmm. people yeah. can relate to it. And I think yeah. that's why a lot Feeling of people understood. Do, yeah, they like my post because I feel like the way that I'm venting out and like being vulnerable allows people to read that and be like, okay, it's not just like booty workout. It's like, hey, I'm struggling right now. I have lost muscle. Like I'm not motivated, but here I am showing up for myself because that's important. And then I feel like people can relate to that and then be like, okay. This is how I feel too. And I think that's what people thrive off of. Yeah. Um, but definitely people come in with body images and or different like distorted body images and yeah. they have weird body goals and like you have to kind of 
specify that and kind of get to the root of the problem of where that insecurity is and like what kind of work they're willing to put in. And like, I feel like if you can, if you're somebody that can, you know, transform yourself, there's, it's, it makes it easier for you to take on other challenges in life too, because like, that's a place where you won and you met a personal goal. So then you can go into work and try a little harder. You can like go to school and, and do better and try to do Mm. more stuff as well. So that's why I feel like that's, it's a good thing, like lifestyle and fitness and stuff. And like, it's, I think it's new relatively. I think like definitely like 30 years ago, we didn't have like people, we didn't have like lineups in the gym. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, it's, it's good to win, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's good to win in life. And I feel like here on the last train, we've talked a lot about like, losing in life <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah facts like dead ass you facts. know so uh but yeah i think that's a good place to end it mm-hmm. right yeah and uh yeah Question thanks time. so much for being here so thank you for having me i feel yeah, like i've talked a million on. miles per minute i'm faster than the train the one thing about it's doing this though now. is that you never know how it's going to turn out as you're doing it you feel like man like Oh, it sounded stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then, no. and then it comes out, and it it sounds great. When you hear so it like, back. did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? Definitely. And then sometimes you're like, "Fuck, did that come out of my mouth?" <laughs> yeah. I have a prof who quotes herself in her PowerPoint slides. I love awesome. it. Aspire to that yeah. kind of confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like I just listen to wise people all day. I, I could use I like a quote from the book, but podcast. why? Because I do it so much better. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, the level of bravado <laughs> in that. So do that. Oh my god! He's <laughs> gonna start now. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I think we have a little bit of time for the last stop. So we're here at the last stop. Yeah. On the last train. <laughs> and, I feel uh, like you're not buying into the name I'm of the segment. In. Okay, Samantha. So last stop. There we go. Welcome so to the last we're at stop. The everybody. last stop. <laughs> Where we ask a question to end off the episode. Sometimes it has to do with the topic, sometimes it doesn't. This one. I would say semi has to do with it. There we go. And my question that we will all answer is what was your favorite activity? It could be a sports, could be physical, it could be whatever that you started doing as a kid. Maybe the first one that you did or maybe the first one that you started falling in love with. Okay, Toby, go. Um, damn, I have to go first. Um, as a kid, I used to really like, okay, I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was a weird kid and I also grew up so poor. So I didn't have a lot of um, like the actual action figures for this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so, but I had a lot of McDonald's toys. <laughs> gang, gang. So as a little kid, I remember I would set them all up and I'd use them as soldiers and stuff and I'd create little stories for all of them. And I would, uh, why well, I feel like you guys are laughing at me now. But like, honestly, I had like imagination, man. Imagination was my you, favorite activity. You still do, yeah. As a young kid. Are you kidding me right now? That's why you get so in your head. <laughs> yeah. Philosopher. There we go. Philosopher Toby. There we Makes go, sense. man. There we go. That's what you got to do when you don't have no toys, man. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh Working out. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must have between like zero and five, right? Yeah. Uh, Ew. I, let me, let me like tell you, like, kid into? like, like when, <laughs> no, no, like when I met this dude, he was so buff, and I remembered the, like the thoughts I would have about you seeing you lift stuff. <laughs> I would always Whoa. just be like, "Tell us about those thoughts." Toby. No, 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 no. Because I thought, <laughs> I thought, like in Nigeria, they were For just context, beating bro? the shit out of you or something. I thought like you were in military school. Exactly. Or some shit. Yes, Nigerian like, <laughs> boarding school is military school, and that is the context. Is that like when you come from? I'll just say it, when you come from like where, like the kind of schools we went to. It doesn't like like no one cares how jacked or whatever you are. What matters is when getting your ass whooped, do you cry? That's it. So like, <laughs> no, wow. my coworkers, my old coworkers are from Nigeria, and there's like yeah. four brothers, and they um, fam, yeah, exactly. and they told me about absolutely. That. So Don't like, Don't when cry. you're in the whole school, country's trauma. When you're in school, right, and you get called out on some shit, and you're in trouble because let's say you wrote this girl a love letter. Yeah. And then you have to strip down to your boxes in front of the whole school. Yeah. And they get a teacher, let's call him uh, Mr. Gabriel, the deadliest left-handed <laughs> teacher That's in the his school. That's actual name. And, <laughs> and he lays you on, on the table. He laid you on the table? Not me. I'm way too pussy. But this, they, there's a guy on the table and then just went at his back. Like, you know, they, they sent the kid to the... To the woman under the tree who sells stuff, they call her Yabegi. That, that, that's what they call her in Yoruba. <laughs> and I went to grab all the stuff and just go at him. My boy didn't shed one tear. Yeah. So and what's then your one second. Activity? And then when he was <laughs> done, <laughs> not crying when he's getting whooped. <laughs> and then when <laughs> watching kids get whooped. <laughs> and then when, didn't know he was going. when when he was done, like when I was just bored with it, he like fake cried, right? So for me, growing up in Nigeria, like I, I didn't have the like, oh, I want to be tough because I'm like, I'm never going to be fucking that. Mm. It was just like try to do whatever to get myself out of trouble. I feel like like I, I played soccer. Remember that memory the same way you do. A thousand percent, bro. A hundred percent. OK, I, so you played soccer. Yeah. But again, so in Nigeria, like with soccer track and stuff, but even all those things, I feel like I just did because mm. it was whatever. It wasn't until I came to Canada and I got into basketball. Funnily enough, they started basketball in my Nigerian school like the year I left. But basketball was the first thing I was like, I actually, like I'm not just doing this because other kids are. Like I actually really like this. Like for and, you like, for yeah. once. Yeah. And then like there was a lot of street, uh, like YouTube was getting big. So then there would be cool workouts you could do of, you know, kids like throwing tennis balls off the wall and bouncing so I kind of got into just that act of like turning it into a game. And can I do this? Can I do that? Mm -hmm. So I'll say basketball was the one thing. It was kind of later. It was at like 12 or whatever. But I, I feel like we had two very different me. childhoods. Like here I talk about playing with my McDonald's toys and imaginary friends. And you go like it was like not crying <laughs> as I'm getting beat. <laughs> you already know we had all these two, intense, Maybe that's why we're like, You already Jesus know we Christ. had two different childhoods. Man. man. <laughs> Sid, I'm glad you play basketball and you still like it. <laughs> um, Sid, he was like, I don't know what to do with that, man. I don't know how to follow after that. 
Um, I I mean, I like most little girls, I love Bratz and Barbies, but I never really liked acting them out and playing them unless I was with someone like by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and I would set it up all there the time go. and go at it. But like I would never by myself. I feel like I didn't have a very creative mind as a kid. <laughs> I literally didn't. And I really wish I was challenged. I mean, Kelly's looking at you like, like yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like well, by myself, I would love to set everything up. Like I loved playing store and like setting up stores, setting up Barbies, though, like setting it up. Yeah. But I wanted to set it up, but I didn't want to play it. Like after yeah. that, I would want to put it away. But then like come grade four, when I got my first camera, all I would do is set it up and take myself like videos of myself walking from different angles and then go put it on the computer and then edit it. So it was like a little movie. And I oh. feel like that is why I do what I do now. And like, Dang. I like YouTube I like and I that. like working out and making content. Because I would do that, or my friends and I would go and make YouTube videos, like music videos in grade seven. Of us like singing TikTok by Kesha. Like that was our favorite thing. <laughs> our generation would have TikTok and Instagram and kids. My old YouTube. <laughs> Maybe this is like explaining how we all became the people that we were. I Maybe. still don't know what that has to do with me, but <laughs> <laughs> you made it out. Sounds like you need counseling. Paula B is my favorite therapist ever. You should see her. I feel <laughs> like as he shares these stories, it's just a little crap up on me. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, that's again. That's it's a different. It's not just him podcast, though. It's all of Nigeria. <laughs> I don't, bro. I mean, I was talking about it with my friends too from Zim and Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, I like, see you guys. It's, all, it's all the shit, same. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's not like you're special. Hey like, man, I lived in Nigeria for a year, and the, the, some of the horrific things I saw there, like it's it still plays. Things happen. It still plays, man. When you were there, some things I saw. Things will. We don't talk about reveal episode fifty or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I this explains it. why I have intimacy issues. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? My favorite activity. Um, I grew up in Calgary, so winter was like a whole thing. And Actually, I didn't know you were from Alberta. Yeah, I was born in Saskatchewan, and then I lived Damn. for five years in Calgary. And that Very was girl. Like probably where my family had like the most community. Like I still go back to visit there. Um, but yeah, I, I got really into sports as a kid. Like I, I have two sisters and one brother. And I was the third child and my brother was the oldest. And I would go with the boys, my dad, my brother, and the girls would go with my mom. But somehow I wasn't in the girls. Emma and Tierra were. So I was always really, really, really viciously competitive. I always wanted to be my older siblings. And I got really, really into running. And I would race my siblings and I would beat them both. And I was four years younger than my brother, two years younger than my sister, because it was like the only thing that mattered to me. And now I'm very aware of my competitiveness and I have to like, <laughs> Dang. I have to monitor it because I know how, what it can be. I feel like Yanu can's like, yeah. But I also <laughs> have, do you, ever, do you guys I, ever race? Do you still like yeah, to race? Yeah, we do. We totally do. Yeah. And <laughs> do you went? Me. Remember that one time? I Yanu, don't believe I that for a to second. God, in that Edmonton parking garage. You know what happened. <laughs> you know what happened, and you made stupid excuses for yeah, it. Yeah, you See lost to her in a race. One specific My time. My patellar tendon. Right <laughs> when we ran many times, I got weak knees. I'm like recovering from this stuff. This was and before she's, your uh, surgery. Whatever, man. All I'm saying <laughs> is, I also ended up having one of those like I'm like the typical kid who like had the dad who's like super involved, and then like kept turning away from everything because it made me so crazy. Oh, like no. he coached me in basketball. He coached me in 
running. He coached me in soccer. He coached me in tennis. He coached me in, did I say swimming? Yeah. Oh my so. goodness. Like I, every sport I got into, my dad was so active. And so he got so involved and would time me and everything was so intense. And the one thing he couldn't coach me in is like the one thing I stayed in. And it was the one thing I was shittiest at. <laughs> Which was? Volleyball. Volleyball. Oh. <laughs> Did it make you the happiest though? Yeah, I there liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And there you have it. That's the end of what? Episode 18, 19 of the Last Train Podcast. Uh, we got one more to go before we take another break. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us. We had a really good time. Special shout out to Sydney. Thank, thank you, thank you. for you. having me. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. Sid's progress, Sid's progress, Sid's progress. <laughs> That's go on, follow. Uh, on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. go follow our girl. We'll have it in the description too. Yeah, yeah. All we're going to say, it. she's bright, she's got integrity, she's going to help you get on track, people. She'll you help. Go check out Sid's progress. She'll help you with your, she'll help you make progress. Yeah. Yeah. I try my best. <laughs> As we end. Yeah. And this is a boring part for people listening, but I'm about to show evidence of me beating Julianne. Oh my God. That one was such bullshit. You know it was only because of the stairs. You know it was only because of the stairs. Can you hear her? I was so ahead of you. you And that's the end. (laughs) Oh, guys. I just want you to know that I typically be juliana while running oh my god That's the cute. one odd time for relationship's sake like i lose here and there this is this is an yeah. insane no, competitive thing that's going on right now if you like what you listen to send us an email at hello at the last train.fm there you follow go. us on instagram i hate you last if you train make this video pod. promotional there you go. material <laughs> there you go there you go i hate and, you and uh check us out again I don't know next why week you're for begging, episode Jay. 20 stay safe out there everybody bye